Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined once again by my friend, Randy Demolik. Man, how you been? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing better than the team, like I said before. Um, yeah. It, it's been a tough watch. I mean, 0-5 road trips, uh, normally, I mean, there's no good way to take that. You know, the change needs to be made. I think the team knows it. The fans know it. Uh, this will mm-hmm. be fun to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, every time I record episodes after a game, especially on a road trip, because I feel compelled to record them since the games end kind of early. I'm like, I'm going to record right after. And you find yourself in your feelings and everything. Uh, But, you know, a couple days away from watching some games and actually that Pelicans game made me feel a little bit better because it's what I wanted for a long time was like getting the the young dude some run, especially uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who we'll talk about. So I'm doing a little bit better. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I have somebody here to kind of commiserate with because I haven't had a a guest on for a while. I want to ask you, man, because uh, I know you're tapped in and everything. But like, are you are you particularly worried about the Warriors? Uh, I'm worried, I guess, in the short term, right? You know, they're pretty glaring uh, holes in the defense. I think that the bench obviously is is not performing the way that anyone wants them to. Uh, and you know, hopefully, the new combos and new rotations in in the next few games, you know, kind of works to counteract that. But long term, probably not. I mean, you still see Steph playing at a crazy level clay you know was shaky to start and he's looked a little bit better you hope that just as the season goes on he looks good i think honestly the starting lineup has looked uh fine you know compared to the bench mm-hmm. and once they once they kind of shore things up there you know inch over 500 hopefully pretty soon <laughs> um you know from there it should be a little more smooth yeah but yeah it's definitely not pretty it's not a, it's not a good place to be right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I took a look at the standings just for fun. They are in 11th or no, 12th spot <laughs> right now. And uh, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. And I even went to a Tankathon and, you know, tested out like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me four tries to get the number one pick. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And so um, I don't, I don't want that fate, but um, it's it's funny to me because either I got really lucky, or wow, the Warriors are really, really like that far down <laughs> that their odds were that good. Would it take to worry? Because I've said, you know, over the last week during the losing streak, the five game uh, losing streak on the road, I've said like, you know let's check in with his team after 20 games, not that 20 games is like a defining moment, but it's a quarter through the season and it gives a chance for the vets to catch up and uh, the young guys to get a little bit more accustomed to things. What, at what point would you really, really start worrying? I think as of right now, you know, they're kind of flushing the first 10 games down the toilet. They're really preaching like new lineups, new combos. We're going to, you know, we're going to try something different, but I would say for me to get, moderately you know worried it'd have to be either an injury or you know some i mean i think the the drama hopefully is behind the team right with draymond and pool and i don't think that'll come up hopefully you know the rest of the season mm-hmm. but if an injury rules out any one of the starting guys even kavan um wiggins especially right like he's covering so many of the defensive matchups uh if they miss more than like two weeks i think that the team could be staring at 
you know, eventually maybe he's like six and 15 or 18. And it's just like, ah, I don't know. Right. It's, right, gotta, right. it's really dependent on these next, I would say, five games. If they can get on, if they can go three and two, or okay, three and two would probably be, you know, it's like the minimum for me. But if they go four and one or even win a few in a row, like that'd be really nice. That'd be really nice. I think stringing a couple wins would be, would be good. I'm, you know, they're back at home. They only have two games. They have, Right. Sacramento Monday and then the Cavs on Friday. I mean, that's a right. big gap of that's like the biggest gap of no games that you'll get during the regular season, right? Like I know, yeah. Days. Two games, two games in a week is, is not a lot. Yeah. It's, weird. And, it's almost like a bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny, right? Like an injury definitely would would screw things up, especially obviously to one of their key guys. And right. it's like one of those things, man. Like, what if this team ended up being like a like a six or like a, a playing <laughs> team. Can you imagine like facing this team if, if they get healthy? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's wild. And it really makes you realize with this particular season, like how long an 82 game season is because right. all the other teams, right. Who haven't <clears throat> won recently. It's really about like, you know, proving ourselves and getting to the right. playoffs or, or for someone like the Mavs or the Suns, like getting, to the finals and winning or, or whatever for the Warriors. It's like, okay, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a different kind of pacing that, uh, and I find the season really, really unique. I, I'm not super, super worried, but similar to what you said, I look at this team, right. And the guys who are missing, like the main guys are, uh, Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton, the second, uh, Nemanja Bielitsa. And yeah, absolutely. You yourself, right? Like I agree with you. Like one through five, and then throw in pool one through six, they're good. They're solid, right? I mean, right. you know, pool has his uh, he has areas where he needs to improve, especially with leading the second unit. But those guys are solid. Like if the playoffs started in two weeks, they would know how to kind of you know ramp it up and like let's go. Uh, right. So the question for me is like, okay, seven, eight, and nine, right? And those were the three guys who were gone. So right now, the seven, eight, and nine technically would be could be. Uh, Jamichael Green, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Moses Moody, and then some mix of Wiseman, Kaminga. Uh, so, like, the question for me is, can those those five guys become a good enough seventh or nine? And uh, right. I think with seventy two games left, yes, you know, I should I should hope so. You know, to, right. Right. they're they're different from those three guys, but uh, that's what gives me like confidence in, uh, in, in that respect. Definitely. And, you know, you see clay trending up, you see Wiggins. Um, he's had a good, a few good nights so far. Like it's really the starting lineup, like you said, is really solid. And I think the numbers even are still, you know, that those five men lineups are still one of the best in the NBA. Whereas the bench of course is, is not figured out yet. Um, <laughs> and yeah, man, I mean, I guess that's where you got to start, right? Seven through nine, you know, you know that pool's going to get minutes. Obviously the starting five isn't going to change. And, very soon at all you know yeah. i don't think any of those spots are up for grabs so you've seen 10 games of this stuff what would be say the top three things you would do to quote unquote fix this team get it get it back on the right track no, three simple steps right <laughs> um i think obviously <laughs> defend without fouling right like the broadcasts have mentioned um ad nauseum you know they, they're just getting called for a lot of fouls it's a lot of road games and young teams that are hungry, et cetera. But like at the end of the day, some, you know, there's one or two or three per quarter, you know, even with the six, seven, eight minutes left that are just like not the right thing to do. You know, you just have to stay more disciplined, trust the help, all that stuff. 
And yes, it's a new roster a little bit, at least at the kind of the back end, like we're saying. But, you know, it's that's probably the the one number one thing for me is stop fouling so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, that'll hopefully let the defense get more stops, let the offense go fast break and just kind of run and gun. Uh, like, I mean, like we've seen them do for years. I think the second one is figuring out the backup center spot. I mean, Wiseman, is, I mean, I guess we can start to talk about this a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Wiseman, to me, looks better than he has ever, but that's not saying a whole lot. Like, there are still things that he just fundamentally hasn't quite gotten yet, and I think that it's not fair to pin all of this 3-7 and seven start on him, but there, you know, if you were to put someone like Jermichael or even Kuminga at that small ball five, uh, for the next five, six games and just see how that looks. You know, we'll, we might see something different. We might not. Uh, I think Wiseman's just going to go up and down throughout the year. It's definitely not, you know, his year, his breakout year, at least yet. But, I mean, that could mean G League stints. That could mean a few DNPs. But I don't know. I'm probably higher than most on him long term. But in the short term, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement, you know, that he's um, not quite there yet. You know, it's and it's... That's kind of where I'm standing with him. I'm I'm interested to see what you're saying on on Wiseman. Oh man, I'm I'm a huge <laughs> Wiseman fan. I yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, going back to the draft, and um, I, I I see obviously his his flaws, but the hard numbers are there in terms of like the team is three and seven. You have to make some adjustments, and I do think that a lot of I mean the whole team is is playing poorly there's a lot of mistakes I mean except for Steph Steph is consistently playing well right right um and people have had flashes but not all at the same time they haven't all just put it together mm-hmm. uh, but I think with Wiseman it's easy to to pick on him because we have such high hopes for him and right. the thing that I, I've been guilty of this too like with like looking at him with like just uh, what he could be but also I forget stuff that I've said it's like he just needs to be simple in terms right. of I mean, the bar is so low for him. The bar was like being healthy and now he's healthy. And it's really easy to see his mistakes when he misses lobs, when he gets pushed around for rebounds, uh, you know, that uh, sometimes the screens are just kind of half-assed or just not quite placed or timed right. Um, right. He looks like he's just so, kind of in no man's land is, yeah, and yeah. Or, or he's like a little bit unsure of where to be. Then it's like, okay, <laughs> Wiseman, Wiseman. But you know, people are making mistakes everywhere, but I I believe in him still, uh, absolutely, as long yeah. as he he's healthy, and that's for uh, the long term. I think he can, you know, improve, but I also just I mean I I love Kaminga, and I wasn't sure what why he wasn't playing. I mean, I I understood yeah. where he he was behind everybody in terms of uh, depth chart, right? Like Mo- Moody's in front of him, Wiseman's in front of him, Jamichael Green's in front of him, but I'm right. like. You know, after that Pelicans game, you have to find minutes for him because we don't have as many guys putting pressure on the rim. We don't have as many athletic dudes. Last year, the Warriors had tons of like, I was like, whoa, there's a lot of dunkers on this team, right? Like Camino, Gary Payton, uh, JTA, Andrew Wiggins. And, um, you know, you take the guys who are gone away and then you take Camingo away and it's like, you know, so I don't put it all on Wiseman at all. And um, I, I try to tune out of that. I do want to ask you though, because um, since we're talking about Wiseman, like, you know, I, I lay off Twitter more so than, than ever before, (laughs) but um, I know you're still on there and everything. Uh, But I have caught wind of like everybody. I mean, I see this a lot of places. I see this in YouTube comments uh, on on these videos, on these podcasts. 
Um, I see them uh, just in the ether. But what uh, what's the temperature of of uh, Warriors fans on James Wiseman right now? Uh, it's like a it's like a one hundred three man. It's a few. I mean, it's there are some really really fun takes out there. Some of them reasonable. Some of them uh, obviously not. I think that the thing that people are getting caught up on are like the timeline questions. You know, I don't think anyone, or I mean, there are people who are saying you know, Bus should have drafted Lamelo, but I mean, there there have been people saying that since since draft day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean, that has been consistent at least. Yeah. So at least now it's more like okay, like he has flashes, but can he set five good screens a game? Can he, you know, grab 10 rebounds? Can he box out? Um, and it's a timeline thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like Steph is going to turn 35 this season. And, you know, looking at how he has, maybe I would say like the, my safe bet is like three more really solid seasons like this, you know, playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, he's blazing his own territory. Like who knows? But mm-hmm with those next few seasons in mind, like where does Wiseman actually fit in, right? You extended Looney, you have guys like Kuminga. He has to obviously play his way into the rotation, but it's like, how do you develop him best? You send him to the G League. He's probably the scapegoat of a lot of unfair criticism right now. And Twitter is like the, uh, you know, the central place for that. But, you know, it's, I mean, people are just reactionary and that's what they see. So <laughs> yeah, I would say that, where I'm standing is probably on the more optimistic side, like where you are, but you know, I can't deny in the short term that I wish he looked a little better. Right. Like I wish he, I wish I could say, you know, okay, he set five good screens this game. Right. Like mm-hmm. he actually made contact and he timed it right. And he rolled or popped and, you know, was patient, made a good pass. And I think he was playing a little more freely in the preseason. Right. I mean, obviously everyone does and it's the, you can't compare the two, mm-hmm. but you know, can he look like more like he did then by, game 40 like 30 40 like Mm -hmm. it's going to get to the trade deadline that's going to be a whole different you know can of worms on on twitter especially with this whole i mean we don't have to get to that but the whole verification thing (laughs) like there are going to be some funny funny tweets about fake trades fake anything like um the platform's going to change but that's that's not not the conversation i think that wiseman is going to be okay as long as people just kind of understand he's not going to be one of the team's five, six, seven best players, you know, this year. I think that when he came in, people are like, you know, he's going to play like Kevin Garnett. He's going to play like blah, blah, blah. Uh, David <laughs> Robinson, like, was, you know, you pump the brakes on that because you forget that Robinson was 22 when he came in and Wiseman was like, had just turned 19 or something, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know, big men take time. It's all this kind of other wisdom floating around. And I think what you want is obviously patience, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just frustrating to be in uh, for either people who support him or, you know, or going against him. Yeah, yeah. Twitter is not a place for patience. No, um, definitely not. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, what's the most uh, ridiculous outlandish take you've heard on on Wiseman, just out of curiosity? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like we've gotten so used to him, right? It's like we could have drafted, uh, I mean, I like Okongwu, actually. I won't even throw his name under the bus. Okongwu is cool. But I mean, there are a lot of people who are like, we could have traded the pick. We could, we should have tanked this year. Like this, you know, we tanked in the wrong season. Like, (laughs) um, and it's just, it's just funny to see. I think that it'll be a theme throughout the season. I I definitely, unless he starts playing a lot better, really, really, really quickly. I think that he's. It's just going to be annoying. It'll be there. It's going to be the same thing as like when Wiggins first came and he hadn't necessarily proven himself yet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
it took a while for people to warm up to wigs and, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, with Wiseman, it's, it's, uh, going to be interesting, right? Cause you know, as we know, he just played a little over half of an NBA season, you know, right. Officially. I think he just passed like the 50 game mark. If even, yeah. like, I think he's about 40 or 50 games in total. He is, but he played 39. So he's 49 in. Right. Okay. And, yeah. You know, I, I not to give him like a huge excuse or to be an apologist, but like I think that uh, this is his first time on a road trip with fans. You know, people are coming at him different. Uh, I'm always I've talked about this before, and I've talked to people in YouTube comments about this, but like, you know, I watched for him playing Isaiah Stewart because they yeah. came up together, and Stewart is kind of the exact opposite of of Wiseman, and I had no idea right. Isaiah Stewart could shoot threes so well. That's that's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, I think um, hopefully when he gets home, you know, against Sac, he looks better, you know, more comfortable. Uh, Sacramento right. has guys that he can play well against. I'm right. curious to see if he gets minutes. Mobley. Yes, <laughs> yeah, against Mobley Cavs and Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. I've always been a big fan of like looking at matchups, right? In terms of like Definitely. when we watch a game. So that's something I've circled since last season when I thought Wiseman's going to come back early. Uh, these yeah. two number two picks, right? And and uh, now I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not as excited. I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to it, but I'm like yeah. anxious. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm actually a little bit, I'm a little yeah. bit nervous to see how he he's going to look. But you know, the things that make Wiseman good are still there. But like, right. just you know, he's everybody talks about how big he is, but you see him out there. He doesn't look like he knows how to use his strength yet, and he's still a little bit more narrow. Uh, right. If you see him out there versus like. Valentunas or something, right? Right, right. right. Stephen uh, Adams or whatever, you know. Exactly, exactly. So, so you you caught some of the Pelicans game. What are your thoughts on uh, on uh, <laughs> on Jonathan Kaminga at this point? Yeah, I think that um, he was obviously kind of in the doghouse, right? The first ten games, he barely got minutes. I think he got maybe garbage time. Like there were at least five or six games he just didn't see the floor at all. He's just mm-hmm. you know riding the bench next to. Andre or next to, you know, Clay or whoever. But, mm-hmm. you know, you saw some things there you really like to see, right? He played good defense. He guarded B.I. a couple of times. He made, you know, a couple tough shots and good cuts. I think, if anything, um, that game was as much Kuminga's game as it was someone like Ty Jerome or Anthony Lamb, who are, again, not guys you would necessarily pencil in as big contributors on this Warriors team. But, you know, at this time last year, we were saying the same thing about Gary Payton or Otto. Like, those guys were coming off injuries. And I don't know. It's You almost look at it as, you know, Dante and uh, Jermichael Green were looked at as kind of the veterans coming in. But then you have guys like Jerome and Anthony Lamb come in too. And it's like, okay, I mean, you guys can add something. You guys have something to contribute. Uh, And I thought they had really good games as well. It was interesting to see Lamb space the floor so much. I I think he hit three, four threes or something. Yeah, Um, That was great. I think Jerome is like Steve Kerr's, like in a vacuum, Steve Kerr's like favorite player. (laughs) He just plays like such a Steve Kerr system guy. Um, And and he plays in a way like that really agrees, I guess, with how how the team wants to play. But I think those three guys, I think, are probably headed for a few extended looks in the next few games too. You know, if that means playing Lester Michael, if that means playing a little less Wiseman, you know, who knows? NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. 
check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Even though the Warriors have had a rough start, how can you not bet on them? With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. To get coming into the lineup, who would you peel minutes away from? Uh, I think right now it's probably Jamichael Green. You know, he's had a couple good plays. He's flashed a little bit of like doing the dirty work, like he had said in the offseason. Um, but he still hasn't quite found a shot. There are still some times where... Um, you just, you know, you envision a different look and you just, you know, you throw Kaminga in there at his spot, kind of at the, the small ball five and hopefully with a little more spacing around him, right? Mm-hmm. That, that will allow him to cut and, and free up space. Um, I would, yeah, I'd say Jermichael. What about you? I, I know that um, he actually will probably eat some of Wiseman's minutes. I don't think they'll play together. I, I, I hope they will play together. <laughs> um, and if they do, you know, I hope we're up 20. Like, <laughs> you'll, you'll definitely see them if, they, if they're up 20, if yeah. they're ever up 20 again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it feels like so long. They were up 16 against, this was super funny. I remember at, um, after the last loss before the Orlando game, Fitz was like, I feel bad for the Magic. They don't know what's coming for them. And we blew a 16-point lead and lost in Orlando. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, man, what, one of these days, this team just has to go on one of those runs, like, right, like game two of the finals, at least, right, where everyone's clicking, you hit, you know, two or three threes from guys that, you know, can make them and, you, and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. But it's, yeah, it does seem like it's been a while since kind of those, one of those good 20 to four or, you know, 18 to whatever runs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no garbage time for the young guys. I mean, that's what we're not seeing. I mean, uh, I remember beginning of last season, me and my, my friend, we were like super excited for Wiseman Kaminga minutes. We were like, it's going to be like lob city turnovers, like disgusting, (laughs) but awesome. You know, like the ball flying all over the place, going out of bounds, you know, Mm -hmm. I would take minutes away from Jermichael Green just because you, I mean, I I think you got to pull some from maybe Wiseman too, depending on the rotation and who's out there. But like, um, you know, Kaminga to me has to play at this point. And, I still want to give Wiseman looks. I don't know right. the, uh, you know, like, you know, Kerr wants to go with the vets and I don't know if Jermichael Green is going to, you know, be annoyed or whatever to have to sit all the time next to Andre Godala in street clothes or something, you know, <laughs> but I, I definitely think just having him out there, I mean, it, it's good for uh, the rest of the team and the, re- the like the, the season, you're going to need Kaminga in the playoffs, just bottom line, you're going to need that, that kind of guy. So, right. you know, I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm looking forward to, that's the f- funny thing about having a team with like a, a lot of you know, quote unquote talented players. Right. You know, like I talked about how this team is like potentially like the most talented Warriors team. They're not playing like it, but that doesn't mean they don't have that inherent talent. Right. Just based on their draft pedigree. And then the top end, the vets, like, you know, championship hall of fame all-star pedigree whatever you want to call it so just that in and of itself but if this were uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of like some of the worst teams i remember like the i always reference like the the bimbo coles mugsy bogues warriors of the 90s or something and it's like 
well, you have no solutions. You have no options because everybody's bad. But at mm -hmm. least on this team, you know, it's like, okay, there's pieces to move around. If you told me back then you could have a Wiseman and then maybe take some minutes from him and give it to a guy like Kaminga, I'd be like, are you kidding me? We have a guy in the future <laughs> who's like a number seven pick and we're sitting and we're playing him and we're sitting a number two pick. You know, that's right. nuts. So uh, that's where I, I, I find like uh, optimism and also just seeing the, the journey of, of this season. I got off track for, for something. I was asking you like the three things to make this team better, <laughs> uh, to fix it. I don't know. Oh, if yeah, yeah. I think we had, we had did, uh, we did defend without fouling. We talked about Wiseman and just kind of the, the bench overall. I don't know what to do as number three. I mean, it, you would think that solving those first two would just win them a few more games. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that the offense, I mean, the, the op turnovers are always going to be there. I think their looks that they're generating are pretty good. You know, I, I don't think anyone is, I mean, Clay is always going to force up shots. <laughs> so, Clay, you know, Clay's Clay. But yeah. I don't think anyone is, is necessarily um, shooting, maybe Jordan Poole a little bit, right? They, they talk about him trying to play a little bit more in the flow. But it's really a defensive end for me. Like, if you, mm -hmm. again, if you're fouling, you're playing against a set defense on offense every time. Like, it's just not ideal for anyone involved. <laughs> so, you'd yeah. hope that a couple home games, a little time off, just like, plus the first 10 games down the toilet and, and go from there. I, I do think they can get to what they're three and seven. I think five and seven by the end of this week would be really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. If they're not five and seven at the end of the week, you know, check Twitter a little bit and see what's going on. Should or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's obvious to me. It's, it's the, like the, the defense because yeah. I mean, did you watch the magic game live? I did, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the game where like it was what forty six to fifteen free throw discrepancy. No, yeah, it was absurd. I think it was the worst. It was probably one of the worst like numbers I saw on, on one of these tweets. It was like it was the highest free throw disparity in ten years, twelve, however many years. It's yeah. just like it's a bad stat. <laughs> Actually, in terms of made free throws, it was a twenty three free throw uh, differential, and that's twenty three points in like a what they lost by one or a couple i, I forgot um right. and it, it it killed me because that's the thing too it's like for me watching these games it's like what's the effort right that's why the charlotte and detroit games were just like a drag because yeah. you're seeing uh, you, you know what this team can do if they lose like they did to miami and you know you see some sparks you're like all right but then they had some decent effort in orlando but my goodness like in a close game in the beginning of the fourth quarter I wrote down in my notes, I was second foul and came in 30 seconds. And then yeah, yeah. in a minute, they got the third foul and that's it. And that, that actually highlights something that another reason why I like Kaminga, because Poole is somebody that I said beginning last season is the one guy who can get to the basket, get a foul uh, easily. And then um, Kaminga became the other guy to me. Right. right. And we yeah. saw that over the summer and that summer league, and he's not going to get all those calls. Uh, he didn't get all of them, of course, in, in uh, New Orleans, but he's a guy who can do that. And you need to get, I mean, that's part of the game, right? Getting the other team in foul trouble, getting to the bonus sooner. The Warriors have great free throw shooters overall. Even mm -hmm. Wiseman shoots decently from the line. Right. And I think, you know, having that when, they're 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 struggling or when they're playing bad defense and you know it, it helps them set their defense and everything it slows the game down in some respect i think uh uh that's another thing but to me it's just it's it's the effort because you know what they can be and if they're not like pushing it it's like if i was a season ticket holder 
I'd be like, I'd sell like the first you know twenty games of the season, and then uh, watch uh, the rest of them once they got better. You know, and I'm looking at the at the schedule. Next five games: at home, SAC; at home, Cleveland; on the road, Sacramento; at home, San Antonio; on the road, in Phoenix. So there's three definite games. I mean, I won't say maybe I won't say definite since I thought there were like four definite games <laughs> on the road, but yeah, um, yeah. there's, there's three winnable games. I think the Cavs game is the one that's going to be really, really telling, assuming the yeah. Warriors win the Kings game. If they lose that one, then whew, yeah, but uh, yeah. Cavs are clicking and they got, they got size, they got youth, they got right. some they experience, just, athleticism, shooting back. Right. He, yeah. he, uh, he came out of the season opener and he just, he just came back maybe yeah eight or nine games in. So he's back in the lineup. Um, they, they look really good. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a super fun team to watch. It's really cool seeing them build uh, something in like that post LeBron era, but Kevin Love is still there, which is funny, <laughs> but he's like the last guy you would expect could stick around that long after yeah. that, you know, after that run. They still got uh, Osmond. Yeah. Chetty Osmond. Good guy. (laughs) You got any other thoughts on the Warriors? You brought up earlier that this was Wiseman's first real road trip, right? Where he played in front of fans. And I'd never even thought about that. You know, I I guess that he had played um, all of the pandemic season, right? In front of limited or no capacity. And then last year he was hurt. So he was just sitting on the bench. He wasn't actually getting minutes. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is, that was something interesting to think about. You'd hope that the next road trip goes better, right? Like I, I mean, they they play what once on the road, and you said mm-hmm. Sacramento, right? Yeah. I I don't know about that, but that's like a now we try it. Like I said, I, I don't want to give him too much of like a, a, a an excuse, but yeah, you know, he never played in front of road fans. I mean, uh, his rookie year, and then you go to college. I don't even know how many of those three games were on the road. Right, right? Right, yeah. And then, then it's all high school and AAU and everything. So, you know, uh, maybe, and he's playing more with the starters, I guess, too. So right. I do think he's looked better in the last two games than he did in the first two games. And that's, I mean, it's like, it's super, super baby steps. I still think that, honestly, the biggest thing he needs to focus on are the screens. Like, if I can, mm. again, set five good screens, like five good screens a game, that's it. He's only going to be playing like 10, 12 minutes, just like, execute a couple of them right and and just get going like like you're saying like it's so easy to envision them playing well of course right but you know getting there is the tough part and and finding out which combos work i think kuminga back in the lineup uh provides a little more you know aggression get to the foul line get to the rim Mm -hmm. vertical spacing um and yeah that's what i'm looking for in the next like five games you know if Mm -hmm. we're talking and the team is six and 20, you know, we'll have a different conversation. <laughs> um, let's see these next few games. I hope they can inch over 500 and yeah, man, I'm, I'm yeah. feeling optimistic after a couple of days since the last game, right? Like yeah. Yeah. after last game, I, I think I tweeted like Victor Wemmeyama, Golden State Warrior, <laughs> like, just, just for fun. <laughs> like, um, because they're three and seven, it's what you want to talk about. It's man, they look bad, but you know, yeah. we'll see how they do. And you know, you trust the guys, you trust, the guys who just won a championship, right? Less than four months ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we go from there. Yeah, I'm looking at the next five games after the upcoming five. So, like after Phoenix, right. uh, at home against the Knicks, uh, at Houston, at New Orleans again, at home mm-hmm. against the Clippers, and then uh, at home against Utah. So, 
Yeah, Utah's a fun team this year. Utah's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I look at I look at the next ten, and right. if we go back to the beginning of the season, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe eight and two. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right like casually, like you like hopefully at least six and four, and it's like, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but right now I'm hoping for for. Uh, it feels weird to say five hundred, but like. I was like, at the very least, from a road trip that they just went on, I was like, three and two. That's what you want. You want to be above 500. Uh, And for for this, if they can get six and four, I'd be excited. But there's definitely more than four teams that could smoke them uh, if they're not if they're not careful. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, it's uh, I I appreciate the optimism uh, because I feel uh, I feel the the same way. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long season, you know, you're going to try a bunch of different things and uh, you never know what's going to come up, but uh, they got to start now. <laughs> you know, now's the time to to start looking a little better uh, yeah, before yeah. it gets out of hand and before you start really, you know, really looking up from the bottom. Cool, man. Well, thank you for uh, coming on once again, dude. Appreciate you, Ed. Yeah. Well, uh, where do people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at RandomMBA, R-A-N-D-U-M. It's, uh, my first and last names combined and then MBA. Yep, cool. let's talk hoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You guys should find Randy on Twitter because he's he's prolific. <laughs> that's how oh, that's how I found him. Is that how is that how I want to be described? I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, I don't know. He's he's like Steph Curry on Twitter. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.